Hello everybody, this is Jeff Fry, and I welcome you to my podcast. This is the very first day, and I'll be bringing current political issues to light with a patriotic and conservative opinion. You can find me on the Apple Podcast at Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I will be trying to bring a 15-minute weekly podcast and we'll be dealing with topics that will help us, which is the United States, work out ways of trying to become a more perfect union. You can also find me on my Facebook page at Jeffrey Pat, which is J-E-F-F-R-Y-P-A-T. I've for a long time been an advocate on the Facebook pages trying to express my opinions. And I can only tell you that those that I share have historically been researched and should be considered accurate, at least as best as I can find, through my efforts. I try not to take purely the Republican or the Democrat view. Rather, I try to take the views that I believe as a society or a community, we would be best off with the results that I try to attain. I am new at this, so hopefully future broadcasts might become a little more natural. Uh, And who knows, I could even get some technology involved bringing things like music uh, to the forefront. I certainly appreciate your feedback. So if you're listening to this on a cell phone or away from your laptop, I would hope that when you get a chance to go back, you let me know how you feel or perhaps topics that you'd like to further discuss on future podcasts. So without any further ado, let's go into the first topic, which probably is at the forefront of everything that we're seeing right now, and and that's going to be the upcoming 2020 election. One of the issues right now has to do with uh, the balloting, whether it should be live balloting or uh, some form of mail-in balloting. Let's talk about the the live balloting first. We're fortunate to live in a country where we have the ability to transfer transfer the power purely by uh, our vote. And for this reason, I'm not exactly sure why some people don't get out there and do that. Because it appears that only 40 to 60% of all those that are registered to vote get out there and do this in the first place. We should also be grateful that our balloting and voting processes are done in a peaceful manner. When you start looking around the world and you see how people wait in lines and lose their lives just trying to do the same kind of process. It's, it's amazing that the United States is just able to pull this off every two years. I happen to firmly believe that the actual live balloting is the truest form and the least likely way to have some form of fraud involved. I happen to live in the state of Maryland, 
and like a lot of other states, probably all of them, during the primaries, it was, it was a mail-in balloting only. Therefore, every registered voter in the state of Maryland was sent a ballot, was completed and mailed in. In my particular household, I am the only registered voter. However, I received seven ballots that could have, which were uh, two Republican and five Democrat, which could have easily been filled in, put in the mail, without any further documentation needed. Let's face it, just a signature at the bottom of the form is not really the truest sense of saying that it's an accurate or that the vote has been fairly completed, period. Come to find out that some of those that were sent ballots to my house, one was deceased, one was a resident now of Florida, one was somewhere they just don't know, hasn't voted for a while, but was still on the roster there, and two names that they say they can't even find out where they're located. And yet somehow, they were registered to my address and sent to my house. I guess where I'm coming from here is that it, it's not that it was necessarily done on a fraud basis. But I do believe that the state of Maryland, like probably all other 49 states, have a system in their database which may not be accurate. So if you were going to a balloting system like we just went through in the primary, how many of those seven ballots, so to speak, that I received would actually get completed and sent back and counted? I'm an honest person myself. However, I can't say that of our 350 million fellow Americans that all would be doing the same kind of a thing. And that's not to say that it would all happen to go Democrat vote. It could just as easily be fraud on the part of the Republicans. My point here is that I just don't think that it's a good precedent for us to start, especially in our day and age of electronics and, and other ways that perhaps we can ballot. I'll be honest, in the state of Maryland, if you were to do a live ballot, you're not even required to show identification as to who you are standing in front of the election judge getting ready to cast a live vote. I find this incredibly ridiculous. We don't have, we can't even take a book out of the library without having to show identification. We generally need identification to present a check or a payment at the store, and yet for something as critical as a vote in our republic, we don't even have to show a, a, a license or, or some form of state ID. It just doesn't make sense to me. In fact, the state makes it very easy. Under normal circumstances, a person could go to well, any library, show them their information. I presume someone has a social security card or something that they can show that they exist. 
and they can get a Maryland identification card. So why don't we have to do this? We'll be addressing our political correctness uh, situations in future broadcasts. Let's get back to voting for a minute. As opposed to the mail-in balloting, all states have a form of absentee balloting. Now under an absentee ballot, a person has to actually call in their precinct. They have to give a reason. In this case, COVID could very easily be just as good as any other reason. And they'll be sent a ballot that they can vote with. Now I know that people could call in, I guess, and become fraudulent as well. But at least it's another barrier of security that we have. We have the person on the, the precinct side which can check to verify your address they're sending it to and indeed that's where you're registered at the time. Uh, it, should all, it should, I should say, also end any of the deceased people from voting. So a few days ago, I was listening to uh, our news media. I'm sure yours is no different than mine. And we were told that uh, there's a possibility that some of the live voting centers might not be able to be open because the number of election judges needed, they're short of. And one of the reasons for this is that these poll centers are historically manned by retirees. They tend to be the older sector of our society. And there's concern that by going out, they could get the COVID-19 virus. I took that opportunity to call my local precinct and inquire. And I have since signed up as an election judge. Now, as an election judge, I will have to undergo a three-hour learning process that they put on. And in this particular scenario, I have signed up for actually election day, which is November the 3rd, of which they tell me it will be a 15-hour day for my efforts. They also advise me that I'll be paid for not only going to the training session, but also for my day at the balloting. Although I'm not looking forward to a 15-hour day on my feet. I, I am looking forward to seeing the process through. I am hoping to report back after the general election the results of my day, at least in part of one of my podcasts, to let you know what I thought of it. Am I secure in how our voting is taking place? and any changes or thoughts that I may have to make it better. I know I mentioned earlier that I was an avid post person on Facebook and that also includes that I have no trouble going right to the source and I encourage all of you to do the same thing and that would be to 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 send in to your, your state and federal senators and House of Representatives, your governor, 
your mayor, and let them know what you think. If you were to look at how many people actually see some of those posts to your, your local government officials, you will see that they're in the thousands. So even though they actually may not respond back to you in a positive or negative fashion, I can assure you that you have a fair number of fellow constituents in your area that are seeing your opinions. And if you're real lucky, every once in a while you'll get them to respond back to you, positive or negatively. Like a lot of other fellow conservative post people on Facebook, I have had from time to time Facebook police out there banning or suspending my, my Facebook page or post. These posts have not been held up because of foul language or because I'm threatening anybody. Rather, I, I've come to find out that there are certain buzzwords that flag the scruples of Facebook which allow them to, uh, in their opinion, uh, protect the audience that the Facebook narrative purports to. As we finish up this episode with electioneering, I, I can only emphasize most strongly and encourage everyone to get out there and vote. We have obvious ways of staying safe and yet we have the bureaucracy out there which claims that meeting in a school auditorium or a church is unsafe and yet going to Costco, Target, or Home Depot is okay. I would only hope that these bureaucrats would allow us, the American people, to use science and technology to let us get out there, get this society going again, instead of staying in the basements and, and hibernating from this COVID thing. Together we can make it happen. And for this, I thank you for joining me with my first podcast. I look forward to hooking up with you again next week. Jeff Rye, an American conservative. Take care and always keep us, U.S., in mind.